This is News Talk. Well, that warning from Minister Roderick O'Gorman dominating a number of the front pages. The Irish Daily Mail, nowhere for refugees to go. The state has run out of space for asylum seekers and some may end up homeless. The government has conceded. The UN Refugee Agency saying that Ireland's asylum system appears to be unravelling rapidly and that asylum seekers will end up homeless and destitute. Uh, not ideal. People are fleeing situations that we can't even imagine and they're coming here for some safety uh, and unfortunately we're now saying, well you can come here but you might end up on the street. There'll be a lot more on this on this morning's News Talk Breakfast uh, about the fact that the accommodation system has reached breaking point um, and that we could have people having to sleep on the street. That's also on the front of the Irish Times urgent drive to reshuffle capacity of hotels for refugees. So there are big plans underway already to rapidly reshuffle hotel capacity to create space for people seeking refuge here amid warnings of large-scale homelessness. And obviously the clock is ticking because already we're hearing from hotels saying they're not going to renew their contract with the state in March and April because tourism season opens up. They don't want um, to be accommodating asylum seekers when they could have tourists coming instead. And yet we're now looking at trying to reshuffle capacity in hotels. So the problem will be even if you do reshuffle that, that's only going to work until March uh, before the tourists arrive in big numbers. That's on the front of the Irish Times. And now the City West hub is likely to close in the coming days due to the sheer number of people who are coming into the country there. The Irish Independent looks at Pascal Donoghue, the story that just won't go away. And obviously we heard yesterday that the Minister is going to make another statement on Tuesday in the Dáil. And I did think to myself that leaves an awful lot of time for the Sunday newspapers to go digging and delving and covering Pascal Donoghue, so it's quite unusual for a minister to elongate a controversy by saying, I'm not going to say anything more until next Tuesday. So the headline on the front of the Irish Independent, Donoghue on the ropes. Public Expenditure Minister Pascal Donoghue is fighting to save his career as new revelations about his relationship with businessman Michael Stone pile on further pressure. Calls from the opposition for the minister to answer questions about his expenses and donations at the 2016 election have been increasing and the Irish Independent says it can reveal that Minister Donoghue used a legal loophole to keep the amount Fine Gael received from Mr Stone under the radar of the political ethics watchdog. The minister changed his stance on whether the businessman provided financial support to him over the course of the 2020 general election. The minister held at least 13 official meetings with Mr Stone over the past five years Um, and there's also a surprising development the Indo says Minister Donoghue has revealed he wants to make a new statement next Tuesday. So you have to wait until next week to hear what he has to say. That's on the front of the Irish Independent. Several of the papers go on the front page um, with the death of a three-month-old baby girl after she was mauled by a family dog. The Irish son killed by a jealous dog. The Irish Daily Mirror, our pain will never go away. And the Irish Daily Star, our hearts are broken. Um, which is obviously the news... 
that the family of a baby girl killed by a dog at her home told an inquest yesterday our hearts are broken forever. A little three-month-old Mia O'Connell died after being attacked by a terrier Dachshund cross in 2021 in Clashmore in County Waterford. And obviously we've heard in the news politicians now coming out and saying we're going to have tougher dog regulations, a crackdown on certain types of dog breeds. Mind you, a sausage dog probably wouldn't be considered as being on the dangerous dogs breed. So what do you do when you have a dog that's not on the dangerous list? Um, But the coroner, very clear yesterday, I thought it was so profound what the coroner was saying. You need to be extremely careful with dogs around children. And they are much loved. This is what the coroner was saying. Essentially, they understand that dogs are much loved and valued members of the family, but they are still animals and they are unpredictable. And it's just such a tragedy. And there's a gorgeous picture of little Mia O'Connell on a number of the newspapers this morning. Now, inside the papers, uh, yesterday you may have seen, and we mentioned it here, the front of the Irish Independent, talking about news talk and Bauer Media Audio and how it hadn't published an employee gender pay gap report by the December 31st deadline. We have a correction in the Irish Independent today, uh, which says that we're happy to clarify that because Bauer Media Audio Ireland has fewer than 250 employees, it's not required to publish a report. Uh, And the statement goes on to say that Bauer is committed to transparency in this area and it's going to voluntarily publish figures later this year, even though it doesn't have to. So that's a big correction in the Irish Independent this morning. Inside the mail, they're looking at weddings for this year and what the wedding trends are. And it seems finally wedding couples are getting a bit of sense because they're having smaller weddings um, they're also buying a house before they're even walking down the aisle. These are some of the modern nuptial trends revealed in a new survey. According to one fab day, um, the cost of living crisis may be influencing future brides and grooms-to-be. So the online survey revealed that 57% of couples will buy a house before the wedding, which is incredibly sensible because rather than spending 20 grand on a wedding, why not put that 20 grand towards a deposit if you're lucky enough to be approved for a mortgage that is and also I think they're very sensible too because couples are spending a fortune on a honeymoon instead and they're dead right rather than spending it all on one day go off and enjoy yourselves so couples say they're spending 10 grand or more on a honeymoon uh, and having a smaller wedding as a result which I think is all very, very sensible there. So this is the trend for this year. No longer a case that everyone has 200 guests and spends 20 to 30 grand on a wedding. According to the survey, there are weddings of all budgets there, which is uh, good to hear. Also in the mail this morning, uh, there's a Dublin man who is complaining to Cadbury's about his dairy milk whole nut. Now, I'm partial to a dairy milk whole nut myself, but the problem is... This man discovered that there was just one hazelnut in his entire dairy milk whole nut bar. Matt O'Buil bought the chocolate bar for his girlfriend in his local spa and the musician shared his shock and disappointment at the measly single hazelnut in the centre of the 180 gram bar. He shared this on TikTok. Quite a funny response though. In the comments section one person said, to be fair they do call the bar a whole nut not whole nuts but the expectation is you have more than one hazelnut when you go off and buy your Cadbury hazelnut. 
Um, a Cadbury spokesperson said, we're very sorry to hear about this experience and it will be investigated. I complained to Cadbury's recently because I bought a Freddo bar, a Freddo caramel bar, and all the caramel was outside the bar rather than inside. And I will say they sent out a voucher fairly lively. So uh, hopefully they'll investigate that. But it's called Chalk Horror in the Mail. And the final story comes from the Times of London. I have to read out a sentence for you, which is on the front page. And the sentence... Uh, I'll struggle with some of the words, but I'll give it a go. The sentence reads as follows. Aoife and Siobhan both had Omicron when they went to Kiev, but it didn't stop their busy schedule. They had to meet Neve and Sersha, eat a meal of Giros and Akai, and attend a seminar about the Nguyen dynasty. Now, if you struggle to pronounce that sentence, you're not alone. Certainly I struggled, but apparently a lot of people struggle with that sentence because it contains the 10 hardest words to say. The study found uh, that British people have most difficulty enunciating Irish names and foreign foods. The hardest of all... The hardest word that British people struggle to pronounce is IFA. It generated 111,000 Google searches on how to say it over the course of last year. The second hardest word is another Irish name, Sirsha. Uh, next comes Omicron. Then it's Kiev. Uh, and then we have in the top 10, that word, I called it Akai, which is a fruit used in energy drinks. But according to the Times, it's pronounced as Asahi. I would never have thought of. Uh, two more Irish names, Neve and Siobhan, also appear in the top 10, as does Yeros, which is a type of kebab, and the Vietnamese surname, which is said as Nguyen. And 10th place in the study is Schedule, because people don't know, do you say Schedule or Schedule? I go for the latter there. So anyway, Irish names, very tough to pronounce it would seem. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.